Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Today we have a, a topic that we entitled The Day of His Return. So it is very important that uh, we are aware, okay? We are aware uh, that the Lord is coming soon. How soon? Very soon. How soon? You know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how soon, but I know it's soon, okay? And our subtitle for this is uh, The Lord Came as a Lamb. Okay, meaning to say he came already around about 2,000 years ago and he is going to come back again. Okay, and we, when he comes back, he's not going to be like a, a, a baby or someone who you can easily push and kick. And, you know, you cannot do that when he comes. When he comes, he's going to be what? The Lion of Judah. Okay. So it, 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 the scenario is different. So you ought to live your life the way you ought to be in the sight of God. Okay, that we had a series entitled uh, um, "Live Your Lives Worthy of His Return." Okay, so that is my advice to you: live your life the uh, live your lives uh, worthy of Jesus' return. Because he's gonna come and he's a holy God. You cannot just live your life the way you want it. And a lot of Christians today, God is no longer priority. Church is no longer priority. You see, the world has discipled the world, <laughs> the people of the world, even some Christians. The church is not essential. You see, a person who does not love God can say the church is not essential. If you are truly a Christian, you love God, you fear the Lord, you cannot say the church is not essential. So I'm just telling you, right, you know, this may be confrontational, but it's true. Someone who loves the Lord will respect the Lord, okay? If you don't love the Lord, you will not respect Him, and you, have, you don't want to have anything to do with God. With God. That's, that's, the, that's the real thing. That's the, that's the, that's the issue. It's the heart. The problem of the heart is the heart of the problem. Now, okay, so let's uh, proceed with our topic, the day of his return. This is why we're pushing this, uh, this uh, topic that Jesus is going to return very soon. And remember, he came already, but during that time, he, he came as a sin offering. So he's, he does not need to be... To show his might, his power, he's not going to do that. He, because he has to die in our place. It was a substitutionary death on the cross. That is why, if you are not in Christ, if you are not born again, your sins are not forgiven. You have to come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. You need to commit your life to the Lord Jesus. You must be born again so that you can benefit from what what Jesus. Uh, died for in the cross. The benefits of the cross, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, they will be yours. And they are offered to you provided that you repent from your sins and submit to the Lordship of Christ. That's, that's all over uh, the, 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 the Word of God. It's, it's in the Bible. 
Okay? So people wanted to be saved and, and they look for, where do they look for salvation? In, in, in churches, in religion. No, 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 no. Friends, all religions that we have here in, in, the, in the country, in the Philippines, did not exist during the time of Jesus. Okay? So what I mean by that, if our religion here can save us, therefore the people in the past, the people in Israel, even the disciples of Jesus are not saved. You know why they're not saved? Because they were not members of our church today. But listen, salvation is found in a person, not in religion. In a person, not in religion. That's why Jesus said, I am. Okay? He was pertaining to himself. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. So meaning to say, you cannot transact salvation in anyone else except through Yeshua, through Jesus Christ our Lord, not directly to God, okay? So, friends, because it's Jesus who was authorized to save mankind. Why? Because he was the sin offering. So he has the authority whom he will forgive, whom he will grant forgiveness and justification, acquittance of sin. It is through Jesus Christ alone. Okay? And so, uh, if you're not born again, and He comes, wow, you're sorry. <laughs> you will regret it. You know, you will regret it. So, it's better to, you know, submit to the Lordship of Jesus now, today. Okay, because uh, we don't know the time it's going to come. So let's, uh, let's begin. Alright, so the title again is The Day of His Return. This is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who died and rose from the dead, who paid for our sins. Uh, he is the resurrection and the life. And those who believe in Him, even if they die, they will rise again because they believe that He is the resurrection and the life. So that our topic is about the coming of our Lord, okay? Now, to some people, it's still not in their horizon. They, they cannot see it. They cannot believe it. For them, it's impossible. It's unbelievable. It's, it's not yet, okay? Of course, it's not yet because we're still here. But, you know, the, the problem is to some people, even to some Christians, for them, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is a joke. They don't like to hear uh, preachings and teachings about, you know, Jesus is coming soon, Maranatha, Jesus comes, and they don't want to hear that, okay? Except for Brother Gideon, who uh, our South African friend, he every time he updates, you know, uh, there's a current event that you know that is uh, portraying the the Matthew 24 signs of the end times. He he will always uh, put the word Maranatha, <laughs> come Lord Jesus. That what that's what it means. Okay, so. So again, uh, I'm sad for some Christians who, f for them, uh, the coming, the talk or the discussion, the teaching about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is a joke, okay? They, and, and they make fun of it. They, they sneer, they, 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 you know? Um, but to some, to some, okay? To some, but this is a minority. To some, Jesus is coming very soon. Okay, so... Saan kasatatlo? Where are you in those three categories? Okay. So, so what do you think, guys? Okay. 
Is Jesus really coming soon or don't you see it uh, happening in our, you know, don't you see it uh, that uh, it's going to happen in our days? Uh, what does your heart say? Does your heart say uh, impossible, uh, no way, or not in a million years, or what? <laughs> but if you are a Christian, you're engaged with the Bible and the Bible prophecy, and if you have, you know, you're, if you can tap on and understand where we are right now in Bible prophecy, then exciting times, okay? Um, okay, so let's see what the Bible has to say about uh, is Jesus coming soon? Is uh, are all these things uh, really uh, imminent? Okay, Revelation chapter one, beginning from verse one to three, it says the revelation of Jesus Christ of who Jesus Christ, which God gave him, which God gave the Lord Jesus to show his servants, so that all Christians will know what must soon take place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant John. Okay, who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testim testimony of Jesus Christ. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear it <clears throat> and take to heart what is written in it. What prophecy is, this, is he referring to? This book of Revelation. This prophecy. Why is the person blessed? Why, is, why are the hearers blessed? And why are those people who will take it to heart, the prophecy? Why, why are they blessed when they take it to heart, what's written in this book? Because, read that, verse 3 says, Because the time is near. Okay, the time is what? The time is near. Now, my question is, how near is near? Okay? <laughs> now, this was written around 2,000 years ago. Okay? In the island of, of Patmos, John wrote this, and, 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 and the, the angel told him, the time is near. That was 2,000 years ago. Okay? Uh, uh, around 2,000 years ago. So, how nearer is that word near today? If you apply... Uh, that phrase, because the time is near, so how near is near in our context. Okay? So, point, friends, is that the book of Revelation is a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. But that's, uh, but, but the story, the story about the Lord Jesus Christ who is going to be the hero, the Savior, the Messiah was written by God himself and he said, Hey son, this is, I, I wrote the, the script about what's going to happen uh, for you. And then Jesus wanted the church to know the events that will take place. So he, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Savior, the hero, uh, handed it over to the angel so that the angel can reveal it to John the Beloved. And so John saw the vision from uh, the angel that, that the Lord Jesus Christ sent so that the church can be warned. That is, that's it, okay? Why? Why does the Lord Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago wanted the church to be warned, to be cautioned about what's going to happen? Because what? We just read it. It says, because the time, 
Verse 3, because the time is near, the time is near. Now, you cannot tell me that the coming of Jesus is a joke, okay? Because 2,000 years ago, they've been waiting for it. Generations passed. A lot of generations, uh, you know, they died already, and Jesus not come yet. And there, So it's very clear that there's a delay. But there's a story, okay? So there is a story that must take place first before he comes. And that story is happening even in our days. It's upon us. These prophecies, end-time prophecies, are upon us. So, friends, my, my point is, uh, we, uh, if you want to know about it, we had a series on the end game story. Okay, the title is The End Game. So you can browse our... Uh, please check our Facebook page domain or you can browse uh, YouTube, our YouTube uh, channel and search for the Endgame Story. So the complete title for that is the Endgame Story of God. So you can check the link also on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you can um, you can click the, uh, the below, you know, in the comment box. Okay. So... Because that is, I'm not going to talk about it. Okay, that's not my topic for today. My topic is just to tell you, just to remind everyone that Jesus is gonna come. Okay, set your lives, get right with God. Okay, okay, set your priorities right because everything will be reviewed one day. It's gonna show if you really love the Lord or not, or not. Okay. So the second uh, title that we have is the Lord came as a lamb, but he will return as a lion. Is that biblical? Okay, how is Jesus the lamb of God and at the same time the lion of Judah? Uh, you can find that. Our answer to that is in John chapter 129 and Revelation 5.5. John chapter 129 talks about Jesus as the lamb of God and Revelation chapter 5 verse 5 talks about or reveals that Jesus is the lion of Judah and when he roars you've got to be on his side or else you will be terrified forever okay so friends uh, so how do we prepare for Jesus return first we need uh, awareness okay so let's our 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 main scripture for today is found in second peter chapter 3 Okay, uh, I want to make this uh, shorter, but uh, um, the, the 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 whole chapter actually is a, is the is a message. <laughs> it was discussed already by the apostle Peter, and so Second Peter chapter three, beginning from verse one. Let's let's read through and and try to explain some stuff there because you know we don't want you to miss some goodies revelation. In, in those uh, um, uh, passages of Scripture. Okay, verse 1 says, Dear friends, this is now my second letter to you. Second Peter. Okay, second letter to you. I have written both of them as reminders to stimulate you, or to steer you to wholesome thinking. Okay, wholesome thinking is the right mindset because people uh, may not have the right mindset. You know, people right now they relax. They don't, you know church is not essential. They don't go to church. They, 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 if they engage in sin, they don't repent. They, you know, friends, that's not a wholesome thinking. Okay, that's a wayward thinking. Okay, that's uh, that's wickedness. All right, so. And so for 
for those Christians in the past, for those believers of Christ to, to, to tune them right back to the right thinking, the mindset of Christ, they need to understand, they need to, um, they need to be aware uh, of the condition, of the situation, of, of the scenario you know, uh, that Jesus is coming. Okay, it says, I want you to recall the words spoken in the past. Verse 2. I want you to recall the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets. Prophets. About what? About prophecies. And the command given by our Lord and Savior through the apostles. Now, if you read the book of Acts, you, you see that uh, a lot of uh, teachings, they were, uh, there was this uh, discipleship, you know, going on. During the uh, uh, written in the book of Acts, and so the teachings of the apostles were, um, you know, they, they were designed to cause uh, the early church or the early believers or Christians to mature in the Lord and bear fruit that they uh, have to go make disciples. Okay, the same command that Jesus gave the disciples, the apostles, and so the apostles is passing it on. To the next and the next and the next and the next generation. So, uh, but the, at the same time, uh, the uh, Peter wanted them to recall the words spoken in the past by the what the holy prophets about Jesus, who Jesus is, and and what about Jesus that He's gonna come? Okay, He's gonna come again. Now, verse three it says, above all, you must understand that in the last days, scoffers will come. Scoffing and following their own evil desires, they will say, Where is the coming he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Okay, so uh, people in the last days, it says, uh, uh, Scoffers will come. Okay, scoffing and following their own evil desires. So how do you know they are mockers? Scoffers or mockers, the same. Mockers, you will know them because they live their lives, okay, according to how they want to live it. Meaning to say they don't care if they offend the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't care if they're living a sinful life. They don't care. They don't respect the Word of God. That's why they're called scoffers or they're called mockers because they scoff, uh, they, they, they make fun, they laugh at the Bible, okay? They treat contemptuously uh, 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 in a scornful way uh, the teachings of the Bible, okay? And so they, they, they show that uh, they, they treat the Word of God with disdain or with disrespect, Okay, so that is what it meant by scoffers. And uh, do we have scoffers uh, now in this present time? Oh man, that's a lot of scoffers. You can read it online. It's, it's a lot of people when they rant, when sometimes a lot, especially those atheists, they, 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 they attack the word of God. They they think that, that they can find fault and errors in the Word of God. And so when they throw those questions, so, so to deceive other people, to, to, to sway people away from the truth, from the gospel, they don't understand that to Christians, they sound stupid. 
Because when they, when they throw questions like that, you know, only a stupid person does not understand. It's easy to refute all this, uh, the confused people. Even Christians, there are a lot of Christians nowadays who have turned away. They, they regress from the truth and, and they think that they are above the Word of God. And that's so dangerous and I'm afraid of them. Especially those people who claim to be the Messiah today. You know, they claim to be the Messiah. They think they are the Christ. That They think that Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus in Israel was a failure. They think that it's a joke. Because they think that, uh, because, you know, Jesus has not come yet. Or, you know, uh, that's why they think that they are the ones that's called to replace the Messiah. Now, those people who claim to be the Messiah of today, they are the Antichrist. Not the Antichrist, but they have the spirit of the Antichrist. Okay, but not the Antichrist who will uh, rule for the last seven years. Uh, I'm referring to the spirit of the Antichrist that was... Uh, that, that has been working ever since the time of the early church. So my point here, friends, is that um, uh, where are we? Where are we? Yeah, the scoffers thing. Okay. So if you disrespect the word of God, you know, even if I'm a pastor, I really don't have time for you guys. But if you ask, I will answer. I will answer in a way. Uh, with respect, but um, I, I don't have much time to spare for people who disrespects God, dishonors God. Because I know that if you don't repent, if you don't change your position, and if Jesus comes, or if you die and you are in the wrong side, <laughs> okay, you'll be sorry forever. And I, have, I don't have tears for you guys. I don't have. Because you see, one of... Uh, if you love God, you will not offend Him. Don't, do not ever betray Him. If, you know, you can betray people, but if you betray the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, you know the price. Long time ago, during the times, uh, ancient times, or even during the old, in the Old Testament where... There were kings, okay? There was, it was not like the time of today where we vote who's going to be the next president. During those times, kings. And if you deceive the king, if you give him the wrong information, and if you, you, you do that intentionally or, or anything that is, you don't show loyalty to the king, you can have your head, your neck chopped. <laughs> <laughs> the next moment, you're dead. Okay? So, that is what's going to happen to people who are disloyal, disrespectful, who does not honor the king. Now listen, Jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords. Although he's a god of love, he's, uh, but he's a just one. If you're not on his side, you're dead. Because he's just. So, if you're not on his side, you're on the other side. The devil will receive great judgment. And if you're on the side of the devil, you're dead. So do not betray Jesus. You do not want to do that. Okay? Hallelujah. So, okay, verse 5. But they deliberately forget that long 
long ago, by God's word, the heavens came into being and the earth was formed out of water by water. 6, verse 6. By these waters also the world of that time was deluge, how do you pronounce that? Deluge and destroyed. Verse 7. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire. Being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. You see what's going to happen? When Jesus comes, that is what to expect. There's going to be what? Judgment. That's why I wanted to talk about this topic because I want you to know that He is coming and when He comes, the world will be judged. Okay? Verse 8, it says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Okay? It, meaning to say, it, there's no difference. Okay? For us, there's a big difference because one thousand years is one thousand years. Okay? A thousand years is a thousand. That's, that's a long time for us. But for the Lord, it doesn't matter. Okay? So, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, but as, as some understand slowness, instead He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. That is the very reason. Now, the scoffers, the mockers, they mock and say, Hey, how many generations passed and that prophecy has not happened? And so, that's a joke. Okay, so these mockers, they disrespect God's word. But you see, if you try to understand verses 5 to verse 9 is what? It's like a, an argument, okay, verses 5 to 9 addresses the evil thoughts, the ignorant questions, the argument of mockers towards the gospel of Christ that we preach. And so, my friends, the thing is that uh, they treat the teachings of the Bible with contempt. So they throw questions that can be explained even by using common sense. My point is, these ignorant uh, mockers, you know, they, they, they don't have common sense. That's why they ask those questions and they think they're, they think <laughs> they're asking uh, a question that Christians cannot answer. <laughs> But actually, it only make them sound stupid. Okay? So, but the, the thing that amazes me is that they, uh, they do that. They do that and they're not afraid to offend God. They're not afraid to, to, to disrespect God with their way, wayward thinking. So friends, uh, let's go back. Okay, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, but as some understand slowness, instead He is patient with you, not, not wanting that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. So the Lord, you know, it's like uh, for the last minute, okay, last call, okay, okay, last, okay, last of the last. It's like, you know, this extension or this delay is... Actually, for us, maybe Christians are so not so slow. <laughs> they're not moving. They're not preaching the gospel. And so you're, you're part of the delay. <laughs> 
guys were part of the delay. Alright? So it says, not one thing that's any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. Meaning to say, the Lord's patience, the delay, the extension means salvation, salvation, salvation. Not one thing that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance means salvation. It means God wants salvation. God wants more people to come to salvation. He wants them saved. And we have a role to play, right? So, uh, role, what, what is our role? Okay, we're ambassadors of Christ. The moment you give your life to Jesus, to Jesus, your Lord and Savior, the Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. Through us, okay, God is calling everyone, okay? God wanted to reconcile the world, the sinners, back to himself, okay, through us, you know, through our message, the gospel, okay? The gospel that we preach, that it is through the Lord Jesus Christ alone that they can be saved. That's the message. So the mediator is the Lord Jesus Christ, not us. But we are what? We proclaim the gospel. Our job is to proclaim the gospel. The Lord's job is to save them through the Holy Spirit, okay? So as long as we are here, we are expected to preach. As long as we are here, okay, this, this, this phrase that says not one thing that any should perish but that all might come to repentance is what? It's in place. It's at, it's at work. It's, it's, uh, it's the thing that is keeping us here <laughs> because we have a job to do. Okay? Uh, this, uh, Keith Green said, Don't close your eyes and pretend the job's done. Okay? Don't close your eyes and pretend job's done. No, it's not. That's why come to church. Go back to church. Repent. Okay? Repent and 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 uh, serve the Lord, okay? Uh, more than how you served him before. Okay? So again, as long as Christ's return is not yet Okay, is 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 yet to come. Okay, as long as the Lord's return is yet to come, there is still time for us. We still have time to preach, to proclaim the gospel to the nations. That's why Jesus said, "Go and make disciples." Okay. Now, going back to answer verse four. What is verse four again? Verse four says, "The question of these mockers." They said, "Oh." Where is this coming that Jesus promised? Okay, verse 4. Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on uh, uh, as it has since the beginning of creation. So, the answer, go to verse 10. Okay? To answer verse 4, let's read verse 10. It says, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Oh, let me say that again. Verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. What is thief in Cebuano? Kawatan. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. He will come like a thief. The heavens will disappear with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. And the earth and everything done 
in it will be laid bare. Oh, imagine this world, this earth that they call Gaia or Mother Earth. That's that's another climate change religion. They, they, they call this earth Gaia. You have to save planet Earth. You cannot save the planet. Okay. You know, we're not the Savior. Jesus is the Savior. He will make everything new. This planet is subject to decay, to deterioration because of sin. Okay? And uh, the solution is not to extinguish human, you know, humanity. Because the, the, the truth of the matter is that we're all sinners. Okay? And our sin has... Okay, you, you need to read Genesis chapter 3 to understand that. But anyway, let's go back to our topic. I want to point out verse 10. It says, But the day of the Lord will come like a what? A thief. Like a thief means that he's not going to notify us. He's not going to notify you on what day and on what time he's going to come. Okay? Um Thieves won't say, hey, please unlock your gate and uh, leave your doors open uh, sometime tomorrow because I'm going to come and, you know, and rob you and uh, take or steal from your house. You know, thieves don't do that. Okay. Why? Because thieves will steal when we're not aware. Steve, uh, I mean, thieves... <laughs> Thieves will come when we're, when the owner of the house is not ready. Okay, thieves will come when our guards are down or low. So, one word for that, it's a surprise. Surprise, that's the word. <laughs> okay, so when, if Jesus will come like a thief, listen, it does not mean that he is a thief. All right? Now, there are again, it's foolish why other people and religions say, oh, you see, Jesus is a thief because the Bible says he will come like a thief. What? You need to understand that Jesus is not a thief. His coming is, you see, is like or likened to a thief because ibig sabihin, ibig sabihon, which means that his coming is going to be a surprise. Okay? It's going to be a surprise. Okay? You say, hey, where is that in the Bible? Let's read Matthew 24, 36. Okay, let's go. Let's read that. It says, But about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, not even Jesus, but only the Father. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. <laughs> and it says in verse 37, let's continue that. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Now, now look. Does no one know when Jesus is going to judge? He has an inkling. He, he has an idea that it's going to happen, but he does not really know when the rain will fall, when the flood will come. He just obeyed God. That's how we prepare. Obey God. Did Noah prepare? Yes, he prepared the ark. God told him, and, and of course, they, 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 they brought in some food also for the, uh, for the animals, uh, although it was the Lord who led the animals in. 
but there was this preparation. You know, if you believe the famine is coming, there's going to be an economic crisis, energy crisis, food shortages. If you know, you've got to be wise like Noah. Okay? Alright, so verse 38 says, For in, in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing about what would happen next until the flood came in and took them all away. That is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. So meaning to say, everything is normal. Okay, it was normal because they were, you know, they, they, they had weddings and they have parties, they were eating and drinking. That's in verse 38. And up till the time that Noah entered the ark, and then they knew nothing what would happen. And then the, the, when the flood came, it took them all away. And so, guys, that is the, that is how it will be at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so it's going to be a surprise. So he will come like a thief, like a thief, likened to a thief. He's not going to notify us. And how do we know that? Matthew 24, 36 says, But about the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels, not even the Son of Man, only the Father. Meaning to say, no one knows when the rapture will happen. No one. Only theologians, you know, they think, uh, okay, so the Lord must, you know, must you know he must have planned to come at this point, you know. That's an interpretation. But if you wanna ask me, I have I believe the best theologian, better than all the theologians who lived on earth. His name is the Lord Jesus Christ. He said he does not know. He said the angels does not know. He said, no one knows. So if you think you know when Jesus is coming, if you think you know the, when the rapture will take place, then you are better than Jesus. You are better than the angels because the angels live in heaven, but they don't know. <laughs> so you're better. So guys, please, uh, no one knows. Please understand, I'm just, I'm not exaggerating. I'm just telling you the plain truth. What did Jesus say? No one knows. And so we ought to be ready because no one knows. Okay? Verse 11 says, Since everything will be destroyed in this way, so there's going to be a lot of destructions. What kind of people ought you to be? The answer is, you ought to live Holy and godly lives. That's verse 11. You ought to be holy and godly lives. Verse 12, it says, As you look forward to the, to the, to the day of the Lord, to the day of God, and speed, it's coming. Speed, it's coming. And it says, that day, okay, or that specific day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat verse 12 so that is what's gonna be that's what's gonna happen in this world when he comes you thought that's a, that's a joke that's not you know don't be caught with a surprise because it's gonna happen this way but the thing that i want to 
you know, to you to notice is in verse 11, I don't know, verse 12 that says, As you look forward to the day of God and speed, it's coming. Okay? Speed is coming. So let's check other versions or translations. It says, 2 Peter 3.12, NLT. Okay? Uh, let's flash the NLT. It says, Looking forward to the day of God and her hurrying it along. Okay? Let's hurry up. Come on, guys. Let's hurry up. Okay? So hurrying it along. Uh, um, and then, one on that day, he will set the heavens on fire. And the elements will melt away in the flames. All right. Now let's let's check ESV. ESV says, waiting for and hastening the coming of the day of God. That's uh, ESV. Okay, English Standard Version. Okay, let's go to Berean Standard Bible. BSB, Berean Standard Bible, Second Peter, still in Second Peter three twelve. It says, "As you anticipate and hasten the coming of the day of God, when the heavens will be destroyed by fire, and the elements will melt in the heat." So, guys, it's the same thing, you know. We we wait at the same time we hasten. We wait, and at the same time, we want to hurry it up, <laughs> okay? We wait, but with anticipation that the Lord would come soon, ASAP, as soon as possible, <laughs> okay? And that is why, you know, people ask, why are some people happy? They're so excited uh, with the rebuilding of the third temple, well, I said I understand, and we have a mixed emotion because the point is, I am happy that the third temple will be rebuilt, and I'm, I, I'm uh, in support of that. And they say, oh, why are you in support of that? Because that's set, setting the stage for the Antichrist. Now, look, if you really know the Bible and study the Bible from the Old Testament to the New Testament until he comes, you understand that that temple that we rebuild be rebuilt. The third temple is God's temple. It, it was never said the temple of the Antichrist, the temple of the who, whatever, the false Messiah. No, the, the, you know, it's not that. The Bible says that it's the temple of God, but in the middle of the seven years, from the time it was built, Okay, the, the Jews call it the, the third house. That the, the Antichrist, this, uh, this uh, fierce-looking king, the, Bible, the book of Daniel says, that this fierce-looking king is going to go inside and desecrate the temple. Is going to cause the, the, the sacrifice that's been offered to God, the, the Mosaic thing, the, the Old Testament thing, way of, uh, uh, you know, rituals that they do in the past he will cause them he will cause it to stop and when that happens that's it <laughs> read revelation 13 if you want to know some details about that but let's go back again to what we're trying to say to you that we can hasten it by you know agreeing 
by saying, okay, go ahead. So w w why do we want the third temple uh, rebuilt? Because we want our Messiah to come. And our Messiah, the Lord Yeshua, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, He is not going to come unless the, the, the false Messiah will come first. And the false Messiah will not come unless the third, the third temple will not be erected first. So you understand, there must be the third temple so that the, the false Messiah can desecrate it in the middle of the seven years. And after that, Okay, our Messiah will come and destroy the false Messiah. He will destroy the king, the fierce-looking king who is going to desecrate the temple. That's it. So that is the sequence. You need to know the end game story of God. You need to read it. Read Revelation 13. Okay, re read Revelation 12, 13. You, you will have an idea why it has to happen. Okay. Why am I so bold in talking about this? Because we know. <laughs> we know what's going on right now. Okay? We, are, we know and we're excited for the coming of our Messiah. And, 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 and one, of the, uh, one of the milestone for, for us to know, one of the uh, signs of the end times for us to know that it is really near and, and it's the final countdown when the, the, the red heifers are offered for the purification ceremony and then right after the ceremony the rebuilding of the third temple it's like a domino effect and there you have it the last seven years okay you you need to study bible prophecy so you understand how things will play the end time prophecies okay so let's go back where are we again um so what happens when he comes again again uh, verse 12 says that judgment on th there's gonna be a judgment on the wicked and also the reestablishment or the establishment of righteousness because Jesus is going to come and he's going to establish his millennial kingdom that's another topic so that's, I'm not going to talk about that <coughs> today so are we sure we want uh, Jesus to come speedily or asap for me I don't know about you but for me Lord come Come, Lord Jesus. You are the hope. Our hope, Lord Jesus. Okay, the only way to end man-made trouble, man-made uh, chaos, uh, tribulation, you know, the disunity, all the, the damage, and the, they're destroying the earth. That is because people are not submitted to God. They still live in sin. That's why they can't see. Because if you can see, then you, we, 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 we will choose to live a different life. We don't want to destroy the temple of the Spirit, which is us, the church. So we, as part, a member of the church, the body of Christ, 
Okay? We are, uh, the Bible says we're temple of the Spirit. And the, the, the Spirit of God is uh, resides in us. We were given the Spirit of God uh, as a deposit guaranteeing our salvation. So it's very important that everyone must be born again. Okay? So how, how do we hasten the coming of the Lord? We preach the gospel. It's very clear. We read a while ago. It says that not one thing that any should perish. The reason for delay, not one thing that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. Meaning to say, if we finish the job, if we, we do our job, if we, if we obey the Lord, you know, it, it's going to be closer. It's going to be near. So at the same time, in Israel, the temple must be rebuilt okay so here uh we need to understand that um, uh, we have a job to do matthew 24 14 okay so uh, to give you a reference on that matthew 24 14 says and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come and then the end will come come so the end will not come unless we 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 finish the job okay preach the gospel okay if you're a christian don't hide your belief don't hide your faith to your office mates to your workmates tell them what you believe because they need to know the savior okay lead them to christ lead them to christ okay and then what will happen after verse 24? Verse 15 says, When you see standing in the holy place, that's the third temple, uh, the abomination that causes desolation spoken through the prophet Daniel, let the reader understand, meaning to say, the Lord Jesus Christ wanted you to understand. Read the book of Daniel. Okay? Read the book of Daniel because it's there. If you don't understand, you ask your pastor, you ask your Bible study leader to, to explain to you the book of Daniel. Because if they don't understand the Bible, they're not born again, okay? You're not safe. Get out of the church. Find a church to so understand the Bible. Why? Because a, 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 a spirit-filled believer or a Bible-believing church understands what the Bible teaches. It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible, the Word of God is spiritually discerned. We need the Holy Spirit. So without the Holy Spirit, we cannot understand. Uh, the same thing, you need to understand that the uh, book of Daniel, okay, the book of Daniel uh, gives you a better perspective and picture of the coming events. So let's go back to our uh, main Scripture, Second Peter chapter 3, but now in verse 13 it says, But in keeping with His promise, we are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Verse 14, So then, dear friends, since you are looking forward to this, make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and at peace with Jesus. With Him. Okay? Make every effort. Ibig uh, sabihin, which means, do your best, okay? Make every effort to be found spotless, blameless, and you having shalom or peace with the Lord. <coughs> you know, not like 
you know, when he comes and you, you just want to hide and run away from him because you're not ready. That's not a good thing, okay? So if you think, if you believe there's there are issues in your life that you need to repent of, repent from that, okay? Uh, verse 15 says, Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation okay so you say oh there's a delay there's a yeah there's a delay but it's what does this delay means it means salvation and it says verse 15 part uh second uh, part it says just as our dear brother paul also wrote with you i uh, wrote you with the wisdom that god <coughs> That God gave him. Verse 16, he writes the same way in all his letters, speaking in them of these matters. His letters contain some things that are hard to understand, which ignorant, okay, ignorant and unstable people distort. These are the mockers again, okay? Going back to the mockers, going back to the scoffers, going back to those people who laugh at God's word, who, 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 uh, uh, who disrespects God and His Word, okay? The Bible calls them ignorant. That's why I I, I, I told you earlier that, uh, you know, the, these people who runs at Facebook and, and the, 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 these people, the atheists who, who post uh, uh, messages, uh, they think that the Bible has flaw and uh, it has a lot of error and Jesus was misleading. Jesus was, they think that Jesus was lying. He lied and he, there was this mistake and you cannot trust the Bible. You know, they think that they are, you know, they, they are giving the right information and they throwing the right questions. But the truth is for you who have the Holy Spirit, when they throw questions, they sound stupid. They sound foolish because it's like for us, how can you not understand that? That's very simple, you know? It's like one plus one is two. How can you say one plus one is 11? It's, you see how stupid, how it's like they're not schooled. That's the truth, okay? That's why, uh, anyway, never mind. I don't want to spend more time with, uh, with uh, stupidity and foolishness and ignorance, but it only shows that uh, if they're Christians, if they were, if they claim to be Christians in the past, then they have regressed. They have regressed from the height of their love for God. And that's a choice that we also respect. But we want them saved. We want them to repent. We want them back to the truth. But if they do not repent, then we there's there's nothing we can do about it but let them go and let go and let god okay because that is happening right now in our days a lot of christians that they were active in church they were serving the lord but right now they're they're doing the opposite so sad so sad so where are we <coughs> Verse, okay, enough of the mockers and the scoffers. And the Bible says in verse 16, they're, they're, they're just acting in ignorance, okay? So verse 17 says, therefore, dear, dear friends. Now, this is referring to 
Christians, to, to people who love God, not mockers, okay? It says, Since you have been forewarned, be on your guard so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from the, your secure position. So do not follow those people who are who have regressed from the truth okay who have departed from the faith okay that's what the holy spirit says the holy spirit says in timothy that in the last days there will be what christians there will be those who will depart from the faith meaning to say they were once upon a time okay in the faith that's why they have departed from the faith okay listen so it says you've been forewarned be on your guard okay stick to the lord be faithful to god and do not allow yourself so that you may not be carried away by the error of the lawless you know lawlessness is going to happen in the last days i know a lot of people are buying time that's why they're trying to refute the the laws that are being passed you know uh, the bills that are being passed so that they can be ratified or whatever i don't know i'm not a lawyer but we know that one day the bible says when the rebellion when lawlessness is at its fullest then okay this will happen so the, the, the this those things the, the waywardness is going to be more <laughs> rampant in those days in the coming days okay so let's finish with the last two verse uh last verse it says verse 18 but grow in the grace and f- knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forever Amen. Whew, hallelujah. Guys, uh, this it's a whole sermon, this this one chapter. And I hope you learned a lot and uh, um, you are again reminded or the Bible says forewarned. And we want you to not regress from the truth, but, you know, if somehow you, you've been away from the church for a long time, come back, come home. You know, let there be a uh, homecoming. <laughs> you see, you need to be back. You need to, you know, you know what I mean, friends. So let, let's let's just finish this uh, Jesus is coming thing. Revelation twenty two, <coughs> Revelation twenty two six to um, six to eleven. It says, the angel said to me. To John, these words are trustworthy and true. The Lord, the God who inspires the prophets, sent his angel to show his servants the things that must, must soon take place. Must soon take place. So, this was 2,000 years ago. If it, it was a must soon to take place, 2,000 years ago, then it's sooner today. Okay? Let's continue. Verse 7, it says, Look, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy written in the scroll. So this is the angel of the Lord, okay, reiterating what Jesus told him, the angel, to say. So Jesus said, okay, through an angel, the, uh, 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 through this messenger, the angel, the Lord wanted the church to know, 
And so this angel told John so that John can write to the for the churches to read. So the Lord said, "Look, I am coming soon." Okay? So what we're trying to teach or preach to you today is significant is it is significant. <laughs> okay, and it says, "I John am the one who heard and saw these things." And when I had heard and seen them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who had been showing them to me. But the angel said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your fellow prophets and with all who keep the words of this scroll. And the angel said, Worship God. Verse 10, that he told me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of the scroll because the time is near okay so what do we mean by that <coughs> when the bible says do not seal up the words of the prophecy it means do not close the book do not cover the book do not seal do not uh, cover the scroll okay it means that the lord wanted or even the angel is telling john that god wanted everyone to know about the prophecy Okay, in what John have written. Okay, Be why? Because the time is near. Okay, so that's very clear in verse 10. It's near, it's near, it's near. Nearer today than 2,000 years ago. Okay, verse 11. It says, Let the one who does wrong continue to do wrong now this is the sad thing okay and let the vile person continue to be vile let the one who does right continue to do right and let the holy person continue to be holy so it is today it's happening today okay but i hope that those who do wrong will repent from their wrongdoing okay and the vile, okay, <coughs> repents, repents from his, uh, their uh, evil or immoral. Vile means immorality or filthy or impurity, okay? So if you are living uh, in adultery or living in uh, immorality, please stop doing that. Repent, okay? Get right with God, okay? So those who are doing right, those who are living a holy life by the power of the Holy Spirit, continue to do so. Okay, now um, last two verses. Let's jump to verse 16. Verse 16 says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to what? To give you this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright morning star. Verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, Come, and let the one who hears say, Come. Let the one who is thirsty, thirsty, come. And let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life. The point is, he wants everyone to come. Why? Because he does not want anyone to perish, but that all might come to repentance. That's why he. the challenge now in verse 17, the spirit and the bride say, come, okay, to the Lord Jesus. Say, come, Lord Jesus, come. Invites him to come. <laughs> but <clears throat> at the same time, 
the invitation is also for for us to those who are thirsty come and let those verse 17 last part it says and let the one who wishes to take the free gift of the water of life what is that that is referring to the lord jesus christ Okay, the Word of God, the Gospel. If you want to receive the free gift of eternal life through, that's why Jesus said, anyone who drinks from His water, you know, will not be thirsty again. Okay, he, he that, where is that in John again? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was the Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, so maybe, yeah, John chapter 4, I think. So, you see, the connection is that you want eternal life? Come. He is asking us to come. He is offering us his salvation. He is offering us forgiveness through the Lord Jesus Christ because Jesus paid for our sins. So today, before we close, we're, you know, we're done preaching, uh, the, uh, sharing to you uh, this, our sermon, the, our topic for today about the day of his return. And, and you know what's going to happen when he comes. Uh, before he will establish his millennial kingdom, he's going to destroy his enemies. Okay, and he's going to subdue the world and subject uh, the nations under his lordship. And for a thousand years, he's going to rule and reign. We are going to rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ, having him as our King of kings and Lord of lords. But that's not going to happen. You're not going to be part of those who will be saved and who will rule and reign with the Lord Jesus Christ a thousand years unless you give your life to Jesus, unless you submit to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So today, friends, if you are being steered in your spirits, uh, in your spirit, in your heart by the Lord Jesus Christ to see the, to understand that we are sinners and, and to see the need that we need a forgiveness and that we need a Savior. We want you to pray the sinner's prayer or the prayer of salvation. We want you, we challenge you to commit your lives to Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 to 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Okay? So because with your heart uh, you believe and... Uh, what is that again? Did you believe? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 to 10. So there is a need for you to confess your faith. Okay, if you, you never uh, recalled in your life to, to give that, you know, the, there was at some point you gave your life to Jesus, now is the time, okay? If you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to submit your life to Jesus, you, you want to recognize Him as your Lord and Savior, you want to be born again, this is now your time, this is your opportunity to give your life to Jesus, okay? Because everything that we do, everything that... Uh, that is being preached, everything, you know, I, I might be here in our studio, this might be a virtual church, and you who are listening and watching in the other end uh, of this, uh, in, in the cyberspace or somewhere, in, uh, in anywhere in, in this planet, 
if you respond to the gospel of Christ, when we stand before the judgment day, on judgment day, our lives will be reviewed and this will be remembered that on this day, on this specific time, you gave your life to Jesus. You recognize that you cannot save yourself. You're a sinner. You need a Savior. You ask for forgiveness. And then you believe that Jesus is your Lord and Savior and you will be saved. Okay? So let's do that. Let's, uh, we can bow down our heads and pray and follow after me. Or you can read uh, the prayer, the sinner's prayer or the uh, prayer of salvation. And uh, as you read it, a minute from your heart. Okay, let's pray that. Say, Father in heaven, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, I pray. I believe that Jesus died in the cross to pay for my sins and that he rose from the dead on the third day. I confess that I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. Forgive my sins and cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Today, I entrust my life to Jesus as my personal Lord and only Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And Amen. Okay, friends, if you pray that prayer sincerely from your heart, welcome to the family of God. This is just the beginning. You know, Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 says, Now that you've received, you have accepted Jesus as the Christ or the Messiah, as the Savior. The Bible says, continue to live your lives in Him. So this is just the beginning of your journey in the Lord. Okay, you need to grow and mature and bear fruit. And how will that happen? You need to start reading the Bible. You need, if you don't have a Bible, buy one uh, or download an application to your phone, to your tablet, to your computer. There are a lot of uh, free Bible applications out there. And start reading uh, Book of John. Okay, if you don't want John, you can start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It's it's good to start with the Gospels because uh, the more you will understand, you have a gonna grow and have a deeper understanding of the Gospel of Christ. Why, what you have entered, <laughs> what you have, you know, why why you pledge your life to Jesus. You, you will have more insights and you will grow uh, spiritually if you read the, the Gospels, okay? So, and then the third thing that you need to do, and I encourage you to look for a church. What kind of church? A Bible-believing church, not just any church because a lot of churches are not preaching right. In fact, there are churches who are afraid to offend people. That's why they don't want to talk about repentance. They don't want to deal with issues. They don't want to talk about the end times because they don't want the people to be in fear. They, 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 they're so people-friendly. They want everyone to feel good. And so they're not scared, but they're not prepared. These pastors are not preparing the church for what is going to come. 
And that is not biblical church. You know why? Because I'm telling you, biblical church is aware of end time process. How do I know that? Again, read Revelation chapter 1. Jesus gave the prophecy, the book of Revelation, to reveal what's going to happen so that the church may be ready. Now, if your pastor is afraid to talk about the book of Revelation, something is wrong. Something is wrong. Okay? So, the, the purpose is defeated. Why, why would Jesus send his angel so that the angel would reveal it to John and so that John can write and send, the, send it to the churches and the Bible says do not close it, do not seal it. Let, let, let everyone be informed about what's the prophecy written in the book of Revelation. Why? Because it says the time is near. So again, to prepare the church, talk about Revelation. Okay? So guys, look for a church, a Bible-believing church that preaches the gospel. Okay? So thank you very much. Thank you so much for joining us. Alright? And uh, let's close in prayer. But always remember, if you've been blessed by this topic, share it to your friends. Share the link to all your... the. Uh, the network of friends your network of friends okay in all social media accounts go ahead it's for free okay uh, this is not our message this is a message of the Lord again we told you at the beginning of this episode welcome to Sunday Live bringing the church to your homes and delivering nothing but the truth okay so let's pray Lord thank you for everyone who gave their lives to you and for all the Christians that might have been uh, confused by what's going on they're so uncertain they're certain uh, they're not certain of what's gonna happen next but thank you Jesus that uh, our, our prayer our hope that they will be tuned back okay to you that their passion for you that their desire to serve you Lord Jesus Lord will be uh, restored Bring restoration, God. Bring restoration emotionally, spiritually to everyone. And those who have regressed, we pray, Lord God, that they will not join those ignorant mockers, those ignorant uh, 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 scoffers, those people who, have, who are not afraid to offend you or disrespect your word. Lord, I pray that they won't continue to sin that they would they will repent and they will repent lord and return to their first love thank you jesus let your anointing flow even through this virtual uh service lord and now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace both now and forevermore. And all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. Amen.